Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In today's episode, we have another very special guest with us. He is Gary Sheffield Jr. He is the son of should-be MLB Hall of Famer Gary Sheffield, and he covers basketball and baseball for Outkick.com. Please welcome my friend Gary Sheffield Jr. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. It feels like it's been a long time since we um, since we met at that conference, so yeah. Uh, it's good to finally get back on your show. I know we talked about it there. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, dude, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's an honor to have you on. So today we're going to be talking about wokeism in sports world. He's uh, Gary is very familiar with sports because like, like I just said, his dad play, plays ba- play baseball and he covers sports for a career as his, as his living. Um, so like what, what's, What's all of this whole thing going on in the sports world? Why is everyone going woke? LeBron James, all of the, the, the Olympic athletes, they're going woke. All of these big time sports stars are using their voice in all the wrong ways. Why in the, why in the world is that happening? Well, in sports, they're looking more at the macro. That, that's, the big, that's the big kicker is NBA players. I, I know Jordan obviously introduced the international just really pushing the game into international play, making people excited overseas about basketball. And he made basketball yeah. in a way sexy for, for pe- people in China, for people in Japan. A lot of people are now enjoying basketball overseas. And now they basketball actually has more fans overseas than they do if you're in the United States. So now that basketball players have understood that, they're telling us that they're more willing to collapse their values in exchange for money, which a lot of people will do. And there's a reason you see far fewer NBA players standing up and saying, well, this is wrong, what's going on. And the reason that they're more so liberal is because overseas, they're more liberal over there than they are here. So they'd much rather choose the business ventures in China, in in, um, other places around the world than to accommodate places like the United States that fight for freedom. Right, of course. You know, it, it's kind of crazy how how our country is all for freedom, but they're clearly um, standing up, standing against freedom, like whenever they kneel. Like um, it started with Colin Kaepernick. I don't remember the year when he started kneeling for the flag. Um, and, and now what's going on in right. the Olympics. Uh, last night, I think it was, was the Olympic uh, women's soccer team. They, they kneeled for the national anthem at the Olympics that's crazy matt matt walsh he tweeted i'm so happy they lost i'm actively rooting against the u.s women's soccer i want them to be humiliated and embarrassed just as they humiliate and embarrass our country and these people who are kneeling for our flag during the national anthem they are embarrassments to our country because they're not standing with our country we're not they're not standing up for our country and they're not standing for our country last year right uh in the nba in the nba bubble uh, there were all of them were were kneeling down for the national anthem there, uh, because of the Black Lives Matter thing. There was one man who stood up during all of that. Mm-hmm. Who, who, and his name was Jonathan Isaac. Um, he stood up and was like, "I'm not kneeling for the flag. The only thing I kneel for is Jesus." I, I'm, don't quote me on that. I'm just kind of paraphrasing what he said. But, but 
like what in the world is going on why is why is this happening why is it continuing to happen and what is next after after it has been completely infiltrated into professional sports well, it's never going to end because when people are on the brink of irrelevancy, I mean, you see it with, uh, I can't remember what her name is, um, Chrissy Teigen. When you are at the brink of irrelevancy, your final grasp is to go so woke that the liberal media will support you. you they'll give you TV shows. They'll give you, despite your ratings, people will support you in today's media, especially here in the United States where it pays to hate America. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That like that's just not happening elsewhere. So, so that's the reason you saw Colin Kaepernick making his stance at the exact time he made it. He didn't just he didn't want to take a knee when he was on his way to the Super Bowl and, and about to lead his team to a championship, right? But as soon as he's a he's about to lose his job, his head coach is about to lose his job. Now all of a sudden you want to take a knee. The United States women's national team, now they want to take a knee. And then they go get their tails kicked. They're not a good team. So the only way that you can become relevant and the fast track to do that is to hate America and, and places like ESPN, they'll plaster your face everywhere. They'll make you a hero. And, and just in reality is is the more you hate this country, the more reward there is for a lot of these mainstream media companies. Right. Definitely. On Babylon B, um, they posted an article saying U.S. women's soccer team to boycott scoring goals until racism is defeated. Like, yeah, that's that's satire. Uh, and for those mm-hmm. of you who are listening who don't know what Babylon B is, but like that that's hilarious to to me, um, because all of these people who are kneeling for the flag, wanting racism to end, and and back last year when they did like that blackout Tuesday or whatever, when all of the, all of the teenage girls or whatever posted a, a, a black photo on, on their Instagram, trying to stop. Stupid. That's not going to happen. It's, it's all stupid. No. Um, it, it, why, why is there so much misinformation around this? Why are so many people uh, giving, giving into this kind of scam that's going on? 2020 was a huge scam. Uh, not only with the, the, uh, I'm going to say this without being banned on YouTube. The, the C-19, uh, hopefully that doesn't do it. Um, but also with the Black Lives Matter, the protests, all of it was a scam. Why right. have ever, why is so many people bought into this scam? Well, the whole point is to control the media and make people believe that you're in the, you're, you're an outcast for, for really thinking for yourself and saying and questioning what's going on with the way we're handling diseases in this country, the, the way that we're handling racism in this country. If you are remotely thinking for yourself, you are going to feel uncomfortable. That's the entire point of this whole process. If you have people on Instagram, 99% of people on that day were posting black squares rather than any real pictures. God forbid you post a picture that you want to post, you actually feel like an outlier and you're more uncomfortable to be yourself. You're more uncomfortable to think for yourself and actually question the status quo. That's the whole purpose. That's what they want. And I'm not surprised by it. I, as soon as I saw the black squares, I knew we were in trouble just in general. Um, obviously, you don't really know what's going to go on with with the the way we're handling this disease. But we knew that we had a nation of followers. We are conditioning ourselves one by one to feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, not following. 
And as long as you're following, you're losing. I've never seen a great nation anywhere in the entire planet Earth that follows their, gov- their local government and their national government the way we are today. And every time we do it, and the more we do it, the more in the hole we've gone. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's crazy that how many people have fallen into this kind of trap of misinformation and, and just following the government blindly. Um, my, yeah. Our friend, I, I don't know if you know him well, but my friend Eric Matheny, uh, mm-hmm. a, a Florida attorney, he tweeted, a George Floyd mural was struck by lightning. What are the odds of that? A plane of unvaccinated Texas Dems all tested positive for COVID and the U.S. women's soccer team with a number of notably anti-American players lost badly. Needless to say, God is not pleased. I think it is poetic justice, all of that that has happened in the past few weeks uh, surrounding uh, the the C-19, uh, the George Floyd thing, and now with the kneeling. I think it is beautiful how God works, uh, and he works in mysterious ways, and those are some of them. It's great um, how that happened. Uh, what, what, what's next? What's coming next for America when it comes to wokeism? Uh, because, because clearly it's already infiltrated into professional sports. LeBron James is all, all for it. Uh, the face of basketball, uh, for probably the next couple of years or so. Um, what's next? Because I, I, I don't know, can it, can it get any worse? Um, yes, it always can be worse. I know it, it probably feels like it, it's just really bad right now, but the reality is, is in a year, unless obviously uh, Joe Biden is, is decertified as president of the United States, it's going to be, we never can imagine how, and but we never thought we'd be here either. If a year and a half ago, you told me that Donald Trump somehow, some way was going to lose the election and somebody else was going to be in office, we could already assume it was going to be worse. But Mm-hmm. How how much worse? How does it get worse? We can never really explain because we haven't thought that far. We we consider America um, under the leadership that we want, and and now obviously they've they've freelanced it to this point. But no, it'll absolutely be worse. And the only time it'll get any better is, um, I mean, obviously it'll be bad at this point. But we're going to be fighting for whether or not mail-in voting should exist at all in 2024. That's going to be a huge battle. Um, obviously there's been a ton of fraud Dems and Republicans will all admit that how much fraud, obviously in the audits, we're seeing a ton, especially in in here in Arizona, where I am, it was terrible Mm -hmm. to see a war between two sides, really claiming how we should do this election, who should be trusted with running this election. And the fate of America really resides in 2024. We're already going to be in the gutter, probably with irreparable damage. But yep. if we can change presidencies, change hands, change the shift of power by 2024, obviously we'll at least head in the right direction and hopefully get back to pre-2020 America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely hope so. But do you think that will happen? Do you think that can happen? Uh, will, will we put in the place the measures that need to be taken to continue without election fraud, without um, all of this woke crap in our in our election system and and everything else that is going on in the world today, do we have the backbone to do it? Because it certainly seems like the GOP Republicans, all of those people who are high up, aren't going to do anything about it. They'll they'll talk about things, but they won't actually do anything. That that's that's been clear for the 
for the last 20 years that that people aren't doing anything. They'll they'll talk, but they do nothing. I would say no. I would say that the chances of a fair election being run at this point, the I mean, the whole reason it happened in the first place, it's not like Republicans were thrown off by the fact that election fraud was about to be happening. People were calling this Charlie Kirk. Um, I mean, everybody, Candace Owens, everybody was talking about this even before it happened. Her mom was talking, saying, I bet you a lot of frauds can be happening during this election. So it's not like this, all this stuff just came out of the woodworks. We knew these things were going to be happening. But the beautiful thing for the Democrats is that you can do it in plain sight. As long as you are the ones that are running this election, you are the ones funding the election. If you're the ones doing those things and you're in power, you really can play by your own rules. And anytime something bad happens, there's an audit and a certain amount of numbers show, they're just simply not going to show it on CNN. They're not going to show it on all these places. So the only people really talking about the audit are people who already know that election fraud happened. So we're really just talking ourselves in corners and it uh, just in circles. And it's, it's disappointing, but I can't see it changing. I really cannot. I think once this, once we open Pandora's box, now anything goes and they can just simply claim that we don't want people to get sick from COVID. And by, by 2024, COVID still will exist. We're going to still mm-hmm. be talking about COVID by 2024, as much as people believe that it'll be something else, whatever it'll be, we'll have mandated vaccinations. All of those things will happen. And people think that, oh, that's just, that's, just a, that's just a pipe dream by the elite. No, the elite control you. They control me. They control everybody. And that's why you see censorship. That's the reason you don't, you don't see open conversations allowed to, allowed to happen on YouTube, all these different platforms, Twitter, Instagram, that you see instant bans, you see our former president ban. It's only getting worse. And the more people that, that fall, the more people that domino, the worse it's going to get because you're seeing less and less free voices able to speak and less and less challengers. Yeah, definitely. I think we need something. We need, obviously, like you just said, people are being censored. Uh, by big tech, by big media and everything. And and now the current administration that's in the White House is going along with it and, and flagging posts mm-hmm. that have to do with misinformation or disinformation or whatever. Right. Uh, when in reality, it's the truth. Last night, I did a, I did a late night live stream uh, and I was talking about COVID and, and YouTube, uh, like, they, they took my video down because it was because there was misinformation in there. There was no there was no misinformation, uh, by the way. Um, That's all they have to do. But, right. They can just say you have a difference of opinion and you are misinformation. Differences in opinion are not OK. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, I saw something. I don't know if this is true, but um, I saw someone tweet, I think, um, a private company can censor you all they want. And that's true. If the U.S. government does that, then it's unconstitutional. And right. I would say probably because that goes against our, our First Amendment right, to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, you know. And when our government is, is backing these private companies in censoring people who they disagree with, they should be held accountable for that. But there is right. no one to be holding them accountable. It's, it's very evident that that's not going to happen anytime soon. And if it does, we need it to happen fast. 2022 is, is going to be very important for, for our nation, for our country. Um, I, I, uh, we both have a couple friends, uh, Bob Lancia, who was at that 
at the conference and Alex Stovall yep. and, and Willie Monahue uh, down in Florida. We need those people in office uh, to fight for us because they are fighters. They're not just saying one thing out of their mouth and then not doing that thing. They're actually right. going to do what they're going to say, what they're, what they're saying. And we need those people in office as soon as possible. Um, and so I'm praying for this nation that 2022 will, will, will get the house and send it back. Uh, because right. if not, then, then, then we're done. This, this nation is doomed without, without um, some sort of miracle from God. Yeah. Cause all you're saying right now is Joe Biden saying, well, I'm doing what I'm doing. And the reason it's not working is because you guys aren't cooperating with what I'm doing. That's what he's doing. That's his entire, his oath of office is, was to say, I'm going to unite the United States. But instead of uniting the United States, what he did was, is he made a, a, a issue that could be handled one by one, like we've always done, is right. you're going to look at this vaccine, just like the flu vaccine, and you're going to make a decision as a private citizen. He's even said, yeah, everybody has the opportunity to, as a private citizen to make their own decisions. But at the very same time, he's going to blame the entire panel who are not getting the vaccine. Even though we, we can even, we don't have to look even that far. We can look at the New York Yankees who have 85% of their entire baseball team, if not more vaccinated, yet they're having entire outbreaks and not one single player on that entire roster has gotten COVID that was not vaccinated. Isn't that interesting how, how everyone who's vaccinated on that team, instead of blaming themselves or the vaccine or Dr. Fauci, what they'll do is they'll look to their neighbor and say, you're the reason I got COVID. The guy who's not vaccinated, and that's what this was always about, they're going to blame the unvaccinated and then eventually try to push vaccination passports, vaccination cards to get your driver's license. And people think this is not going to happen, but if you can go to YouTube and you can't watch a video about COVID, and they can flag you for censorship, what makes you think that none of this is coming true? Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, go to Rumble and find that information because uh, they won't censor you. Um, and and right. speaking of Rumble, I've found tremendous growth on Rumble. There's over 5,000 viewers on my podcast uh, on Rumble since I started like nine episodes ago. So uh, that's that's amazing. Um, but but when there's so much censorship, it's, it's clear that what we are saying is correct uh, right. about all of these things, about wokeism, about the vaccine, about the virus, about election fraud, all of it. If, if there was no election fraud, then why are you censoring it? If the, va if the vaccine didn't work, then why are you censoring it? If, if COVID right. has a 97 or 99.7, whatever, survival rate, why are you censoring that? It's because the government wants power, the government wants money, and they will do anything in their way, and they will get rid of anyone in their way to do so. I remember uh, at the State of the Union address when, when Joe Biden said, it's time to remember that we the people is the government. We the people is not the government. We the people are the people who elected you and or fraudulently, fraudulently elected you, Joe Biden. That's the, the U.S. citizens or the government, or the or the people, not the government, not not at all. Um, so yeah, and if you said which country in the world would have the most COVID vaccinations, if if every if every single country in the entire world had COVID, which country would have the most COVID vaccinations? And the answer is North Korea. Why is it North Korea? Because they have no access 
access to the media. They have no access to the reason they don't have media access and every single person is censored is because you are not allowed to stray off with your own opinions. And that's what this country was founded on is to be the exact opposite of what North Korea's values are. And that's the reason they can't stand us is because we have the right to make a statement by living our lives the way we want to. They don't. And that's why they would all be vaccinated. And half of us are. Half of us are. Because we actually have the ability to think. We can look at the data, take a step back and say, well, if you guys want to go get vaccinated, you have that right. And I will fight for that right. But if I don't want to get vaccinated, now we have people fighting to lose our right to make a decision. And people are censoring us at all the way from the top, from YouTube to the government, to Instagram, to Twitter and Facebook. Every single one of them is doing their best to make sure that people like you and me cannot speak. People like Charlie Kirk can't speak. The, it's, yep. uh, people like uh, Tucker Carlson are not allowed to speak because if they're speaking, people are thinking. And that is just not what you want. It's not what the government wants because if they don't exist, people like us probably don't exist. So I, I hope that things change. Obviously, I'll have my fingers crossed for 2022, but right. it's not looking good now that they know they can play by these rules. Yep, definitely. If And if they, you know, what, because they are in power, all they have the Senate, they have the House, they have the presidency, and they have the courts. They're going to do what they're, they want to do, no matter how unconstitutional it is. It doesn't matter. Right. And, and it's time for us to stand up and fight against that. It's time for us mm -hmm. to say enough is enough to this tyrannical rule of government, this tyrannical reign of government. Pastor Brian Gibson from his church in, in Texas and, and uh, Kentucky, he says this all the time, the, the politicians don't tell what the prophets what to do. The prophets tell the politicians what to do. And it's time for the pastors and right. the pulpits to, to stand up and say, no. We are not going to listen to you. We are not going to comply to this. We are not going to listen to what you guys are saying because it is an overreach on the Constitution and it's an overreach on our spiritual beliefs. It's time for that to happen. And it's time for patriots to stand up with their arms in hand. I'm not saying go and start a war, but say we're going to stand firm against you. And if you guys don't start do behaving, then, then something's going to happen. I think it's beyond time for that to happen. Yeah, well, imagine if, if in Nazi Germany, we had Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if we had all these platforms, right? Mm -hmm. What would people say they do? If you, were, if you were a Jewish person, which my entire family is Jewish, if you were stuck in Nazi Germany, what would you say on Twitter if something like that was happening? You would say, I'm going to fight back against my government, Right. And what would Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook do? They would say, you're inciting violence on the federal mm -hmm. government. And they would censor yeah. you. That's what would happen. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear that that would happen. As much as people would like to say that we're on the right side of history, all these people on Facebook and Twitter, you're not. You're simply not. Because the less people, no matter what someone's saying, if you're not letting people speak, you are not for freedom of speech. It does not, it's as simple as that. It is that simple. Yeah. And I understand that if you're going to say, well, we're a private organization, so we can censor you how we want, then say that that's the play you're making when you, when you suspend Donald Trump. It's because you're a private organization and that you can choose to do so and not because you're following our constitution because you're not doing that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. It's, it's a mess. This country is a mess and it's going downhill fast and we need something 
Yep. Um, and we need people to just stand up and step up and say, it's time for this uh, BS to end. Um, you know, I think that's going to come to the end of that episode, but thank you, Gary, for being on the episode and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you all. God bless. And go- hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy.